0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Slugs Racing Podcast.
1: Hey, Loose Slug Nation, welcome to episode number 95 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Uh, Mark, when I think of the number 95, I first think of Lightning McQueen from the Cars movies. Uh, also, how about rock star Becky, who also drives a, a similar paint scheme as Lightning McQueen there? Uh, one that I don't think you and some people may remember is Bob Danis. Bob Danis drove a late model out at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. He was a, a number 95 there.
2: Was there um, a story behind him?
1: <laughs> there is a story behind him. Uh, maybe we'll get into that at a different time.
2: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Involving uh, an after checker flag incident. Um, okay. we'll say that maybe we'll have someone on that will tell that story.
2: All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh,
1: also, I think of Harley Jankowski, Michael McDowell, Matt Benedetto, Christopher Bell, and Daryl Waltrip. Who do you got, buddy?
2: You know, Casey Kane was in on that 95 a little bit, too, there. So you left me a little scraps there. Hey, but I'll take the one that's the most popular around here, man. How about the flying farmer up in New London, Roger Paul? I mean, he was a favorite of mine. He always drove them black number 95s, and I think he once had that Nova And, uh, man, that thing would fly. Roger Paul, he was a heck of a dirt racer. Hey, he raced at Kakana, too. You know, so um, didn't do so well on the tar, but he sure could tear up the dirt.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, man. Well, hey, we got a great episode, as always. Um, Thanks to Chris for the intro, by the way. Uh, And also, thank you for the Corp Racing for sponsoring us. Uh, That was huge, uh, especially with this weekend down in Milwaukee. So uh, thank you, for Tim, for, for coming on board here. Uh, Before we get into the news, we just want to let you know about what we got going on in this episode. We're going to have uh, Milwaukee Mile Craftsman Truck Series winner Grant Enfinger on. So that's huge. We'll talk about the hotline, right?
2: Yeah, the hotline.
1: On the hotline. We'll talk about uh, news, and then we'll talk about the NASCAR weekend and some short track racing. So uh, let's get into the news right away. How about uh, Parker Kligerman? He's going to be back with big machine records. That's huge.
2: Yeah, well, he's got a talent, man. And uh, so, yeah, that's a good one there for him.
1: Yep. Uh, Brandon Jones is going to be back with Junior Motorsports in the number nine. I know they haven't had a great season, but uh, he's going to be back there. And if they can catch a little luck, uh, they should head in the right track there.
2: Well that nine cars performed through all the years, and this year it's just like what happened there—bad luck everywhere with that team. Yep. Uh,
1: unfortunately, uh, sad news: Kurt Busch retires from NASCAR Cup Series competition. Um, you know, you kept wondering, you weren't hearing that he was getting cleared, wasn't getting cleared. Said so eventually, the doctors say we don't know if you'll ever be a hundred percent to get back in that race car. So. He announces his retirement. I think he still plans to, like he has been doing, having a relationship with Monster in 2311, at least for a while. Uh, but, uh, man, to, to go out not on your own terms has really got to be tough.
2: It should be nice if they find him up to the booth, though. I think he's always been great when he's up there, man. Totally agree. Uh,
1: Matt DiBenedetto, it was announced today, actually, that he will not return to Rackley War Racing. Uh, So he does not have any plans for the 2024 season, but uh, he will not be back in that 25 truck.
2: I wonder if the run at Milwaukee was the icing on the cake with there. I mean, they were down a lap so fast for a playoff truck, and they were down a lap so fast at Milwaukee, that truck just so underperformed, and I just wonder if there was a fallout from that, and it got announced this week, maybe.
1: I always think there's something before that, but uh, you never know.
2: That could have been the tipping point because the twenty-five sure didn't have nothing, nothing at Milwaukee,
1: and he was one in practice that looked okay and was actually really optimistic about his day. So that was very strange.
2: Yep. So well, you miss a setup and you can't get it back. Hard to pass there, you know. It is what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, and then let's get into last week's uh, Fox River Racing Club. Uh, winners in the Wisconsin sport truck. Cody Vanderloop took that feature quarter mile late models. Uh, actually, this was their championship night in the first feature. Dan Thompson took his third win of the season. I believe it was Ty Feitzer has a couple of features. He took the second one and uh, Brazen Bennett was your quarter mile late model champion.
2: Yeah, Brazen Bennett, he does. He runs on all over, all over the place. So yeah, that's a good deal that he got that.
1: And I told him this in the interview after the race. I thought one of the storylines that was so special and cool to watch was him racing against his father-in-law, Rick Spoo. Uh, yeah. that's was pretty cool to watch throughout the year.
2: Yeah. So there's all kinds of competition with family and friends out there. Absolutely.
1: Uh, the Sizzling 4 winner, Mitch Opsell. he has many feature wins on the year. Looks like he'll be the champion in that division. So he won again. How about a, co- a couple of cool stories here? Uh, in the late model, Nate Van Wyken missed the last quite a few weeks with a, a broken arm, broken wrist. He comes back and takes the feature. In fact, it would be Team 56's second win in a row, back-to-back there. Uh, so Nate Van Wyken returns and gets a win. That was pretty cool to see. I
2: just mentioned last week, I said, watch him come back and win the last two. And all of a sudden, I hear, oh, hey, he won one. So i hey, so we'll see if he can. I have one this Thursday.
1: I told Eric Hoffensberger that you actually said that on the podcast and he uh he wants to come on and he was pretty happy that uh that we were talking that way. So
2: that's good. Good.
1: Uh Andy Monday gets a feature win, his first feature in four years. I didn't realize it was that long. Um, but uh very cool to see Andy Monday back in victory lane.
2: Yeah, I was down in Madison, and uh, somebody walked in front of me, and i it was just a silhouette, and I just said all loud, hey, Monday, and all of a sudden he turned around. And, uh, yeah, it was Andy, and he came up, and we talked in the dark a little bit, said, hey, man, congratulations. The only reason why you won is because I wasn't there, you know, so <laughs> kind of joking around. But, uh, yeah, hey, four years, man, that's a long time, especially for the quality of that team. So good that they got a victory here in 23.
1: Absolutely. It was cool that it was on Pierce night because he has Sidon's Martins on the hood of that car, which is the biggest dealer in the United States. So kind of cool that he won on that night. And it was the Summer's Memorial. So that was a big race up there.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Summer's Memorial. Every every year, that's always a, a good one to go to there.
1: Absolutely. Summer's family does a great job with that. I'm glad that we could. Um, we take a week every year to, you know, remember and, and think of. Not that we don't think of him any other time, but think of the first uh, Fox River Racing Club champion.
2: Rich Dude, Sons. I I remember that he was a he had a red bus and it was like it cut in half, so it was like half of a bus, and then on the back was the 15. Always was had cops. It was a red race car, and it was always a Mustang.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know in the late years if it was or not, but through to all the glory years, he always had that sharp number 15, man, and uh, heck of a racer, good, clean racer, man. It was from Stevens Point, you know. We always wanted, uh, you know, all these guys from central Wisconsin to come over and race, and he was one of them. So, um, yeah, I had a nice, long career out there.
1: For sure. And then how about this, figure eight? Jordan Graciani gets his first figure eight win. He's been so good at improving every week, and it just hasn't materialized for him, and and it did last week, and very cool to see that 99 back in victory lane.
2: Well, you know, you get the first one, and then you'll just start getting more and more after that, so the first one's the hardest one to get.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's go into the Milwaukee Truck Series race here, in Mark, and then we'll bring Grant Enfinger on. Uh, in Stage 1, Balicki has a tire or suspension failure and hits the wall.
2: Yeah, and he hit the wall, and hey, we were over in turn two, and I saw that scuff, and I just like, I didn't see that there before, but we were over on pit Road when he did that, so we didn't know that, and that's where that scuff over in turn two came from.
1: Yep. Uh, M Finger takes the stage over Sanchez, Taylor Gray, Haim, Eckes, Hosevar, Sawallich, Kraus, Purdy, and Rhodes.
2: Yeah, and that's where in my notes says the 25 was already a lap down and didn't even have a chance at a lucky dog. That's what really made it uh, concerning for them. But, uh, yeah, Endfinger was uh, he was running good. Hey, Sanchez, man, I thought that uh, at that time that kid had a shot at it.
1: I did too, for sure. Uh, hey, Ty had a penalty. He had to do a pass through there. Um, due to technical inspection, and he had to do a he had to start at the back of the field and then do a pass through. He made it up to the 11th at the end of the stage, which was incredible. That caution may have helped him a little bit, but he didn't fall back as far as he thought or or the fans thought. But he made it up to 11th. But unfortunately, under that stage break caution, the truck fell off the jack and he fell back to 22nd. Huh.
2: <laughs> so, so let's pass some more trucks, right? But uh, we saw him slicing and dicing, man. He was, uh, he was the, uh, the everybody was watching at the time because he was doing some amazing things.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Van Alst has a stuck throttle. He nails Brad Perez and the wall. That was a big incident there.
2: They also said on TV that it was a blown right tire too. So there was mixed. Uh, mixed up but it sure looked like a mixed throttle and poor Perez he was he just got smeared right off the track. It's that's gotta be a weird feeling. You're just cruising along and also you just absolutely get thumped and all four corners of that truck was hurt.
1: Yeah Vanal said um shortly after that happened that he had a stuck throttle on on X so um, I took that as probably what what happened there over what TV mm-hmm. said, but uh Infinger would go on and sweep the stages there over Haim, Eckes, Hosovar, Sawalich, Sanchez, Ty made it up to seventh, Crafton, Tanner Gray, and Zane Smith.
2: Yeah, so then here we are on the pit road, and we're standing right in Majeski's pit, and we watched Haim come in and he overshot his box. And then he backed up, and Ty was in his box. And then Heim backed up a second time. Well, by that time, Majeski was done, but he couldn't get out because Heim backed up so far. And so then they had a. So by the time he was trying to back up, then Heim finally took off, and uh, Majeski put out a hell of a burnout getting out of there. Uh, He got boxed in again, so that dropped him back to 10th. Um, boy, that was amazing to be down in the, down in the trenches of the pits and seeing that, you know, and man, there's a lot of good smells down there too, ain't there?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk about that later for sure. But, uh, Hey, Spencer Boyd goes around and then Ben Rhodes was speeding on pit road pretty late and you knew Rhodes was going to have a tough climb.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I, I even said to you, I said, that just destroyed his race right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, then Swalich got loose underneath roads and backs into the outside wall. Unfortunate for him, he was having a pretty good day.
2: He was, he was trying to stay off that 99, but um, it just got away on him. And Boy, that was a good thumper over there in turn uh, one and two.
1: Yeah, and, and let's talk about the Arca Race for a second. He dominated the Arca Race, William Swalich. Uh, Jesse Love got him on a few restarts, but it didn't last long.
2: Yeah, Jesse Love sure proves that he is a restart man, but Swalich had the dominant truck, the fastest or the fastest vehicle on that day. That's a car, not a truck. <laughs> uh,
1: then coming back to the truck series, Heim makes contact with Sanchez. Sanchez goes around and hits the wall.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately.
1: <laughs> uh, and then a close call between Enfinger and Hosovar. Josevar got into the left rear of Enfinger just a little bit. But they got squirrely, man.
2: They squirreled it up, yeah. But they have, and all of a sudden, here's uh, End finger up in like the fourth lane. You know what? There was some pavement on that racetrack that I've never seen vehicles ever there as much as I've seen Milwaukee races. If you're usually on that kind of pavement, at, you're on your way to the fence or you're in the marbles. I could not believe the lines that they were running around some of them corners, three and four lanes up and making it work.
1: Oh, man, what a battle for Ty and Purdy, though. They went back and forth, and Ty was holding them off forever, and eventually Purdy got by. Uh, even on X, uh, Purdy said, what a great battle with Ty. How about we do that some more? And, um,
2: hey, I was I think, watching uh, that battle. They gobbled up Derek Krause, and so there was even a three wide ball. Each one were trying to split them going into turn turn one. Excellent racing, man. Milwaukee does put out a good show, especially those trucks, man.
1: Yes. Uh, Endfinger goes on and wins the race. Uh, host of our second, Eckes, Heim, Crafton, Purdy, Ty, Krause, Garcia, and Curry was the top 10. Uh, going into the rest of the playoffs here. Uh finger and Ty advance with wins. Hyman Eckes are advanced on points. Hosovar is uh above the cut line uh, by 56, so you'd think he'd be in. He just pretty much has to start at Kansas in a few weeks. Zane Smith is plus 29. Crafton is plus 9. Sanchez is plus 3. Ben Rhodes is minus 3, and Matt Benedetto is minus 20 now.
2: Yeah, so... Yeah, to finish up on that Milwaukee, you got to remember that Holsevar and Derek Krause, with 36 to go, stayed out with two tires, and they almost made that work, man. It almost happened. But Josevar yeah, just couldn't hold off the new tires by end figure. Yep, yep.
1: It almost looked like, I thought about this after, it almost looked like, uh, speaking of Josevar, like the reverse of Richmond. Like Josevar had the tires and caught tie whereas at Milwaukee, Enfinger had the tires and caught Holsovar. That's what it kind of reminded me
2: of. Hey, we were standing down there, and I think everybody still had a set of tires, and I was hoping with 10 to go, we would have had another caution. Without standing on pit Road, man, we would have been right in the middle of all of that, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the caution, man. I had both fingers crossed. I'm glad to see that.
1: Yeah, I know we're going to talk about it after we talk to Grant Enfinger, but um, one thing I want to mention before we get inside is we found an opening there on pit road where we could just watch the trucks go and and uh, leave, come and leave, I should say. And uh, we had a good view there of uh, Thompson's crew and in that pit stop there.
2: Yeah, we were in pit stall 22. And we were just kind of hanging out right there. It was just an empty box there, and uh, boy, yeah, we got some angles that you just don't see every day.
1: <laughs> For sure.
2: Well, why don't we go to
1: the hotline? Ooh, the
2: hotline.
1: And uh, bring on the uh, Craftsman Truck Series winner for the Clean Harbors 175 at Milwaukee, Grant Enfinger. And the Milwaukee Mile Craftsman Truck Series winner joins us now. Grant Enfinger, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing great. Doing great. Yep, it's, uh, it's been a good week here. Uh, you know, just a, a great race for us on Sunday, and and been uh, trying to enjoy it a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's for sure, man. I mean, you swept the stages, and you took the pole and the feature. That doesn't happen very often. That must feel pretty special.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's definitely not every day that you you have a truck like that. Um, Jeff Hensley had our Champion Power Equipment Chevy dialed in uh, pretty good. We we still uh, tried to give it away. I feel like a couple of times, but but uh, but we had enough speed in, in our uh, Chevrolet to to overcome the, the you know somewhat mishaps there that we were having there on pit road. Just a really really tight pit road and and hard hard to get out of our boxes there. But um, but yeah, just uh. Super thankful that, that we had the truck we did and, and able to, to, to overcome that and um, also thankful that, that the track got as wide as it did. I, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I, I feel like Milwaukee put on a, put on a great show for, for all the fans that we have.
1: Hey Grant, I want to start back before the weekend. The announcement came down just before the weekend started uh, that GMS will be uh, closing the truck series program at the end of the year. That could have been a a major distraction, but you and the guys and girls at GMS didn't let that get to you. In fact you stated that it clarified things for you. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, you know, there's obviously been, you know, noise and rumblings going around all year and nobody's really known exactly what what would or, or wouldn't happen. And um, you know, people people have assumed and and people have have been, you know, potentially worried but but nobody really knew exactly what what to think and um you know, I think I think more than anything from for me it, it kinda gave gave me just clarity. Hey, you know, we, we don't have a job next year but but we do have a job this year and um, you know the, the guys are in a situation I feel like GMS racing handled it as good as they could. They they've given everybody jobs through December. They've they've making sure they're they're taken care of for a little while and nobody has to be worried right now. We can still remain focused on the championship and, and the, the task at hand. Um, but we all know, Hey, you know, that, that was the line in the sand and, and we do know we need to find something for next year rather than it being, you know, Hey, we, we don't exactly know what's going on next year. So, so yes, yeah, obviously, um, very disappointing. GMS racing has been a part of the truck series for, for 10 years and, and has, has made a lot of accomplishments and, um, they've got a lot of race wins and, and, uh, and, a, and a couple of championships and. And our uh, our job and our 100 focus is to, to deliver to deliver another uh, driver's and owner's championship to to more gallagher but before he hangs his hat up
1: hey you were 12th in practice there the crew went to work based on what you were telling them about the truck you picked up eight and a half tents to pick up the Cometic pole award uh great pickup by you guys
0: yeah you know um that was the first time i had been in Milwaukee. Um, uh, obviously, my, my crew chief has, has been around for a while, and, and he, has, he has crew chief there before, but it, it's been a long time since he was there, so I feel like it, it took us a little bit to, to kind of figure out exactly what we wanted, and, and then uh, it took a minute for, for Hensley to, to to get the direction that, that we needed. and, and um, I feel like he did an excellent job Saturday after practice of, of making the right adjustments, and yeah, I felt like I left practice thinking, "Hey, we're a we're a top ten truck. We're we're not bad, but but I don't see us being a contender right now." And and um, I feel like Jeff is is one of the best at and making improvements throughout the weekend and, and throughout the pit stops, and um, he he worked his magic, and, and lo and behold, when when we go there for qualifying on Sunday, we're able to, to grab the pole and, and and really just had had a uh, had a really really good champion power equipment truck all day during the race so we didn't we were not that good on on Saturday with or without experience from my part um but but Jeff was was able to to tune on it and uh give me the feel that that I was looking forward for and um and yeah just overall just a a great performance and um and yeah just overall just a a great day, you know. Obviously, it was it was tough news earlier on in the week, and uh, to go out there and kind of make a statement like that, I feel like everybody was was able to, to hold their head high, and everybody was was pretty proud of, of that moment and, and that accomplishment. And um, hopefully, hopefully, we can do it a, a few more times by the by the time the year is done. But but uh, but Sunday was was definitely a very very special special day for all of us.
2: Hey, I saw something out there, you know, early in the middle of the part of the race, you uh, were behind Corey Heim, and you kind of set him up and did like a shotgun kind of move off, and then later in the race, you did that to Hosevar also. Is that how that works on the drive off to try to set him up as a shotgun move? You know, um, Milwaukee,
0: like I kind of mentioned earlier, like it, it, it the track got really wild for us. Um, Goodyear brought, the right tire in my opinion there was enough fall off um in the track got wide enough for us to run multiple grooves i i feel like there was there was a clear four grooves um there was the very bottom of the track that maybe had a little less grip but but obviously there's there's less distance that you're taking around there there's there's a second groove that was probably you know, more or less the primary groove, but then as the day went on it got wider and wider and wider and, and I feel like you could use the, the fourth group up there and um yeah, I feel like our our champion power and Chevy was was one of the ones that, that could kind of operate in, in any groove. Um, and it feels really good as a driver when, when you have equipment like that and, and you, you've hit the setup right to where you can do that stuff. So, so I kind of preferred the outside, um, but when guys would go up there to, to block me, we, we had a strong enough truck to, to kind of dive bomb them on the inside and, and, uh, and throw a slide job more or less. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good feeling to, to have a truck that was comfortable enough to, to slide around and do that. And, um, and yeah, we, we had enough speed to, to kind of overcome our, our track position deficit uh, a couple of times. And, um, yeah, just one of those, those races that... You have a truck like that you want to be able to, to, to check mark the, the win at the end of the day and um, there was a time towards the end of the race there where, where we restarted 14th I felt like I felt like, uh, I felt like we, had, we had kind of given that opportunity away but um, it, it felt really really good to, uh, to be able to, to have a, have a, a restart workout in our favor and and, um, and able to, to, to get up there and grab the lead from, from Carson there at the end was was definitely a great feeling.
1: You ran the ARCA race after qualifying earlier in the day. You finished fifth in that. Did just running laps in a competitive race help you? And in which ways?
0: Definitely. You know, um, Milwaukee is obviously a a very, very important race to us being the the second event in our playoffs. And, um, you know, the fact that I had never been to Milwaukee before, I I asked a favor from a friend of mine, um, Cody Robal that that, that owns the 97 um, ARCA car and, and him and, and, and paps and, and all those guys i'm i'm, I'm good friends with I, I drove their truck a couple of years ago um for for 10 races or so and uh we just gotten to be friends over the years and and i asked them if if we could run the arca race there and and um and and it was a it was more or less a personal favor to me so very very appreciative for that opportunity and and, which uh, we could have finished up a little bit better, but, but yeah, I ended up getting tight and, and finishing fifth there, but, but absolutely that, that helped me in the truck race. The, the fact that I'd never been to Milwaukee and, and, I could try some of the moves that, that I ended up using, um, to, to, to get some key positions, I, I learned those in the archer race where, where they're, um when when the, the car was getting tight, I was able to be comfortable enough to, to make some aggressive moves and, and didn't make all of them work in the arca race, but I, I feel like I learned enough to, to be able to, to help myself in the truck race and and yeah, you know, could could we have won the the truck race without running the arc race? Yeah, I think it's possible. But but I definitely think that uh, that they gave us a leg up and, and definitely gave me a, a comfort level in, in order to to make some of those moves. So um, I think always track track time is is great, but uh, but especially at a racetrack that that I've never been to before. So very appreciative to, to Cody and, and Doug Howe and Michael Sheldon and and uh, Garrett and all, all the guys that, that worked on that that car and. Uh, appreciate it for the opportunity it's, and more than that it's it's just fun to race with your friends so uh you know it was a, it was it was definitely a cool day
1: obviously a dominating weekend for you by qualifying on the pole winning both stages and the race uh, you alluded to this there were some things to work on though you had to pass some trucks late and pit road was a little bit of an adventure for you uh talk about all that
0: yeah, I think something that that maybe slipped um, slipped through the, the the cracks here for for us is the fact that these these pit stalls were so much smaller than normal, and um, pit road was was just uh, a little bit sketchy um, for for lack of a better term. And um, yeah, I feel like uh, with given our pit choice and our um, you know we we, we picked pits in the truck series based off the previous week's qualifying. Uh, we qualified six, I think at IRP and, and I know without a doubt myself and, and Jeff, we, we talked about pit stall choice beforehand and, and me and him were on the same page and we were all good, but I, I guarantee you we would pick a different pit stall next time. <laughs> um, it would just, it was just very, very brutal. Um, you know, having to, having to back out of our pits, uh, multiple times. And, um, the last pit stop I decided to kind of crawl in our pits and get us a big angle out. And and then we, you know, we had a, we had an issue on our end and and I ended up not having a good pit stop. So just all in all, it just worked out to to be a very dismal day on pit road, but it was, uh, but it was an incredible day on the racetrack and and just had a, had a, had a superior truck to where we could, we could uh, make up for, for, for some of that lost track position. So a lot of times I feel like you, you lose a few spots on pit road and, it is very, very, very difficult to, to get them back. Um, but but we had a truck capable of, uh, of doing it this weekend and, and uh, very, very thankful that it, that it worked out to, to do just that.
1: Some of the talk on Saturday afternoon and, and Sunday morning before the race was the patches in the corners seemed to have less grip. And everyone thought it was going to be a kind of a single file track. You said it widened out. Um But a lot of drivers were avoiding it in practice and qualifying. In the race, it seemed better, though. Was that the case? I know you weren't down there a whole lot. You did more of the passing on the high side. And then maybe did the ARCA cars running help that a little bit? I don't
0: know if the ARCA race helped or hurt it or or affected it at all, really. Um, But, yeah, when I was walking the track on Saturday, to me it just – just seemed like there was less grip and, and less aggregate in between the rocks there in, in the bottom groove. Um, I know the, the, the bottom groove has been paved more recently than the rest of the track, but, you know, however they did it, for whatever reason, it, it just seems like there's a little less grip down there. But I, I think after your tire wears a little bit and, and after, you know, the, all the Goodyear rubber gets laid down, it, it changes things. And, and sometimes, you know, that, that works to your benefit. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I saw a, a few trucks that, that were working the bottom groove a lot. Um, I, I went down there when I had to, um, I felt like it was a little less grip and, and I, I enjoyed, you know, trying to trying to keep as much momentum as I could up in, in the higher line. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of the benefits um to just having a track that's it's got some worn out asphalt on it i think it provides for a lot better racing um i think if you had seen uh if milwaukee had newer asphalt i i truly believe it would have been single file racing and have been very very hard to pass Um, our trucks are so aero sensitive um but when you get to a place like milwaukee where the tires are falling off two two and a half seconds, then you get into mechanical grip, and, and mechanical grip is what makes for great racing, and it makes for uh, for for where uh, a good setup can can overcome bad track position. Whereas if you're at a new pay place where where aero means everything, it's going to be the the guy that gets out of the pits first and gets the best restart is going to win the race. You're not going to be able to pass him. much, much like a, a lot of the cup races that we we see these days. Um, it just you know, arrow is so important in in what we do, and um, and I, I think I think when you get to a place that uh, that wears out tires, that uh, that puts a, a precedent on mechanical grip. I think you see a lot more passing.
1: Hey, I heard you uh, celebrated with some PBRs and Taco Bell. Uh, cool that you had some Milwaukee beer while celebrating.
0: <laughs> yeah you know um i was on on the way home driving from the airport and somebody had said taco bell i don't know It just um i'm, I'm not a big taco bell guy but something uh something resonated there and and uh and yeah I, I have i have got back on the pbrs every once in a while so a lot of times uh you know the the week uh prior to the race i, I won't i won't drink a beer at all a lot of times and uh so after a, after a really good race or a really bad race um, I I can't sleep at all, so I'll, I'll end up having a couple beers and and um and and yeah, I was able to, to watch a race and and eat a eat, eat a gordita there from from Taco Bell. So it wasn't um, I didn't have a my my wife was asleep, the kid was asleep, um, so it was just kind of me and the dog uh, hanging out watching watching the race hour.
2: That is so cool, man. Yeah, that's a deadly combination <laughs> around here with Taco Bell and Paps No, but woo. <laughs> Hey, man, uh, no burnout afterwards. Fans kind of get upset, you know, that you guys don't burn them down or whatever, but it looks like you might be saving that truck for Phoenix.
0: So there is a, a couple reasons. Um, I, do, we, I do personally like the, to celebrate and, and give the fans a, a great burnout. And I, 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 I like it for our guys as well, so that's something that I enjoy doing. Uh, but we we're planning on taking that uh, that motor to, to Talladega, and and uh, planning to to take that truck again very very soon. So um, so yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff reminded me, hey, we're we're saving our stuff here. So so kind of hate it for the fans, um, but but yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those deals we we feel like um, you know maybe maybe that truck um, is is a little bit. A little bit better than, than, uh, something else. So, so we didn't want to do any damage. And, and uh, I, I was definitely politicking to, to run that truck very, very soon. So, um, you know, hopefully we're in the situation to where we can make it to the championship four and in, in Phoenix, and and uh, and yeah, we, we we might try to try to take that truck there as well. So, so yeah, I, I'm a guy that I like to celebrate and, and like to like to give a good burnout for for myself, our, our team, and the fans for sure. But but yeah, we we uh, we needed to save our stuff a little bit after that one.
1: Hey, I asked you this in the press conference after, but uh, Jeff Hensley comes back to work with you uh, late last year, halfway through the year. Uh, you worked together in the past so well. He comes back to join you. Talk about your connection with Jeff, because it seems like a great connection that you guys have, and you understand each other really well.
0: We do. We, um, we communicate really well, and, and and I think what it boils down to is we, we trust each other. I, I feel like um, we've worked with each other for five years now, and... Um, we just have a lot of trust and, and confidence in the other one. And and uh, Jeff knows when I'm spitballing and he knows when I'm serious. And when I'm serious, he, he does everything in his control to, to, to give me the feel that I need. And, um, you know, I feel like that's uh, a, a lot of that is, is just the time we spent together. But a lot of it is, is the belief we have in each other, even when, when things are not going good we still truly believe in each other and and believe the other one is, is giving it his all. And and I don't think there's ever been a doubt for Jeff on uh, on my effort. And and I know on my end, I've I've never ever doubted Jeff's effort. and, And when things are going good, I think it's easy to say that, but, but I, I feel that way, even, even when things aren't going good. So we've, uh, we've had some ups, ups and downs and, and obviously just racing is, is a big roller coaster. So we've, we've lived the highs and lows together and, and we've been through those experiences and, um, and even when he wasn't my crew chief, in 2016, before he ever crew chiefed with me, we, uh, we got along and, and we spoke the same language. And, and uh, in, in, in 2021, um, in, in the beginning of last year, when, when he wasn't my crew chief, we still talked, we still communicated. And it wasn't about racing, you know. It was about, you know, life and, and just in general. And uh, he's one of those guys I, I have a lot of respect for. He, he's obviously done done a, a lot in the sport, but uh, we have a personal connection too, and and uh, and we'll be friends after racing as well. So, so yeah, I think um, I, I think it's just uh, one of those relationships that that works, and and you know, sometimes you need opposites to track sometimes you you need a little bit of, of the same I, I feel like um i feel like we complement each other pretty well but i mean we're, we're both pretty pretty old school racer but we i feel like we we speak the same language and and we 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 both want the best for for not only ourselves but for our team and and i, I feel like i feel like the the group around us um is, is able to to buy into that and and um and i, I feel like we are both incredibly blessed at, at GMS racing to, to have just a great team. Um, it is, it is for sure, not just a driver and a crew chief for sure. It's a, it's a matter of, of, of who you surround yourself with. And I mean, we've got a really, really strong group and, and, and a lot of great leaders, um, outside of, of myself and Jeff on the team. So, so yeah, I think that goes to, to kind of, um, you know, make, make myself and Jeff look better than we are sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, just, just, uh, a, a good relationship and, and, uh, a lot of mutual respect there.
2: Hey, now that you've got three victories, you know, all in the Midwest, you know, and, uh, Hey, one of those is from Kansas and that's where you're going back to confidence. Got to be looking pretty good over there to go to Kansas. Huh? Yeah.
0: You know, um, <laughs> somebody mentioned that today, uh, about the, the Midwest has, has been pretty good to us this year. So, so yeah, um, it's, it's kind of funny how, how that stuff works out sometimes, but, but, but yeah, um very much looking forward to Kansas and, and honestly, I feel like uh, that's his, his low pressure of races is, is, is we'll have, and, and then we'll back it up at Bristol. It'll be, you know, one of the highest pressure races we have. Um, basically, at Kansas, the the only thing we stand to gain is, is playoff points. Playoff points and, and confidence and, and momentum, uh, I, I guess, it, is, is probably a, a better way to, to put what we stand to gain. Um, but from a, from a, you know, playoff seeding standpoint, whether we run second or 36th, it doesn't really matter. Uh, what matters is if we can win a race or, or win one of those stages or, or both of them like we are able to this weekend, then that, that puts us at a, at a bigger advantage uh, going into that next round. So, um, yeah, just overall, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great position to be in. Um, I, I feel like it allows myself to be a lot more aggressive when we get to, to Kansas, um, but it also allows Jeff to, to be more aggressive as well. So I feel like if there's a, if there's a gutsy decision to, to be made at, at the end of a stage or, or the end of a race, I, I think we're in the perfect position to do it. So, um, so uh, there's that. And then there's also the confidence that we have because we were able to, to win that race earlier this year with a really, really good truck. So um, we're taking the same truck and, and the same setup back and, and hoping, hoping uh, and praying for the, for the same result.
1: Hey, Grant, uh, we absolutely love Milwaukee. Obviously, it's our home NASCAR track with Road America. Uh, I personally think NASCAR should be there every year. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, I know you had a good run there and all that, but it seemed like there was great racing. The track was wide. You've talked about it multiple times. Do you think uh, Milwaukee should become a, a staple on the NASCAR schedule?
0: I think it should. You know, I mean, I, I think – um I think there was enough support from the track. I feel like we had a lot of a lot of fans that that I spoke to. It uh, hadn't been there in, in a while since NASCAR was there the last time. So um, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I think that the, the crowd we had for the truck race was was good and. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it put on a really good race. So I'm, I'm hoping that the powers to be keep that on the schedule. I'm hoping they don't mess with the track surface at all. I hope, uh, I hope Goodyear brings us back on the same tires and, and we return again. So I think, uh, I, I think overall that it was a, it was a, successful weekend for for everybody um I, I hope that the fans enjoyed it uh the weather was wonderful the, um like i said the, the atmosphere was great so i, I feel like overall that it, that it was a, a great experience for everybody and, um and 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 that's not just because we won the race that's because i i talked to a lot of other drivers and and, and team members and, and everybody enjoyed themselves everybody Kind of shared my opinion is, is they didn't know, you know, what kind of race we were going to have, but, but very much enjoyed the, the fact that, that you could pass and, and you could get around and, and use multiple grooves and, and I feel like there, there was enough strategy there to, to make everybody happy, and enough comers and goers. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I feel like from a racer's standpoint, it, it, it did everything that you could ask it to do.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time, Grant. Congratulations on the win at Milwaukee, your third win of the year, locking yourself into the round of eight. We hope everything works out for you. You definitely deserve to be in the top three series of NASCAR. Thank you again, Grant. Good luck the rest of the way. We appreciate it.
0: Hey, guys. Thank you for the time.
2: Yep. Good luck, man. See you down the line. Thank you.
1: How about that interview, Mark? Man, uh, here's an Uh, interesting thing that I noticed too after the interview was 23 minutes and 23 seconds and what number is Grant Enfinger, buddy?
2: Uh, 23 and uh, gee maybe in 23 he'll be the 23 champion. He sure looked like he's he's a powerhouse of what we saw in Milwaukee.
1: Hey it worked for Logano last year right? 22 and
2: 22 Yep so we've seen this before So we'll see where it goes, but yeah. Hey, their PR guy, got to get a tip of the cap too, man. He ran and worked really hard for us that we could make interviews with him, talk to to Grant and really cool. We got to talk to him tonight. So (laughs) pretty good stuff, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Layton was a, was a big key to that. So, uh, thank you Layton for connecting us. Uh, it was a joy to talk to Grant and work with you guys throughout the weekend. Uh, Awesome. Uh, we appreciate the time from Grant and it was, uh, it was one of our favorite conversations, I guess we'd say no, no, you know, every conversations end up being one of our favorites, but, uh, to talk to someone who's in that, just like Ty and all that, it was, uh, it was incredible. And the time he gave us down from, uh, maybe he's in North Carolina or Alabama, I'm not sure, but the time he gave us was much appreciated.
2: For sure, man. Hey, I want to ask you, how was your feeling to be in the pits, by the trucks, and all the festivities down in the pits that's going on before the event even started. Tell us what you thought about all of that.
1: So I'll go back a little bit. Uh, I was there on Saturday doing that same thing, and I had to take a moment and just take it in because you saw it on Sunday. We could go anywhere. I mean, I could have literally jumped on trucks touch trucks everyone was there awesome people would just be walking by you it was kind of a surreal scene and it was more surreal not because of the people that were walking by it was more like you know i don't want to say we made it but it was a big step in the right direction and that was the thing that caught me off guard was being at the milwaukee mile i never got to experience a nascar race at the milwaukee mile I was 18 or 19 when it shut down uh, from NASCAR use anyway. So that's always been my pride and joy is to see a NASCAR race at the Milwaukee Mile. In fact, if my mom would have kept a few of those, I know number one on my list when they ask what you want to do is attend a NASCAR race. And probably at the Milwaukee Mile was on a few of those. So it was surreal to, to be there. Um, I definitely had to just take a moment on Saturday and be like, this is, this is really happening. This is pretty cool. You got the feeling that everyone was happy to be there. NASCAR's back. Uh, just, just an unbelievable experience. And I, and I got to thank, um, Jim Trato for everything that he did down there. Uh, he is a large responsibility of why that came there and track enterprises, all the workers there. Um, they're a big reason why that event happened, and kudos to everyone involved. It was it was a special weekend, I would think, because it was so special and it worked out so well that no doubt it would be back. You know, we talked to Grant about should it be back, not just because you won, because of the whole event, and he agreed. So I think you're hearing a lot of that. He's heard a lot of that. So, yeah, man, it was it was surreal. And then you got to Sunday. You joined me there. And we get to be on pit road during pit stops for the arca race, during the truck race. And that was kind of where it was like, Oh, all right, we're do we're doing this, you know. This was this was a different experience. So I'm glad I got to take it in a little bit on Saturday before Sunday, but Sunday I still had the same feelings, so it was it was just a special weekend. How about you, man? How did you feel?
2: Hey, you know, when we walked in, they were all kind of you know, waiting to get in when they got, as we're just casually walking around, you know, and all of a sudden, Haley Deegan, hey, good luck to you, good morning, she says to us on a reply, and and uh, same thing with Zane Smith, you know, he was right there, and he just walked up, you know, and just make a, you know, say, say something back and forth, and, you know, <laughs> man, it was uh interesting how things are going on behind the scenes and how people are moving around, and Um, boy, some of them pit crew guys, man, they are bigger than football players. (laughs) I was amazed by how some of these guys are real huge athletes. They look like football players, but they're on the pit crews. And, um, yeah, it was really, I mean, Fox was right standing right next to us, giving interviews and stuff like that. It was just, um, yeah, (laughs) unbelievable event. The weather was, couldn't have been any better. And, uh, so Yeah. Once in a lifetime, man, first time, I'd like to see if we can do that again.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I said when we had Charlie on, who was great to us over the weekend as well. Uh, I saw him a bunch on Saturday; he was helping me out, and and we were talking. And Sunday, you got to you got to meet him and and talk to him too, Mark. But uh, you know, I said I would I would thank Charlie and be thankful for Charlie for the rest of my life. I feel the same way about Jim Trado. Um, There's a select few people in the industry that have given me faith, stuck with me, and have been very helpful to a lot of people in the industry. Um, So Jim Trado's in that list. Charlie's in that list. Um, I guess we can venture out a little bit here, and and I can go into more of of the people who – you know, Clint Smith – I've been thinking a lot about this this uh, him this week. Um, he uh, he's going to be done after this year and up in the tower.
2: I heard that. Yeah, I heard about that. So like,
1: uh, hmm, okay, he's going to be done. Uh, he's done it for a long time, and it, I mean, fun, I, I'll tell you a funny story about Clint. So how Clint and I met was I was just a fan, and I was kind of upset about a call and I'm not an upset person where I usually email or anything, but I had a question to ask. I was just asking a question. I said, you know, uh, a driver was black flag for apparently leaking oil, but they weren't really leaking oil. You know, I said, isn't the protocol a little better? And he gave, he gave a response. So him and I could have easily started off on the wrong foot. So then I don't know how long it was after. I don't know if it was weeks, months, maybe a year later. I go to the Dixieland and for my birthday, I get the VIP pass when Kevin Harvick was there. I don't think Kyle Busch attended that year. I think it was just Kevin Harvick and no, I take that back. It was before that. It was the year before that Kyle Busch was there. Dick trickle was still racing. Bridge Bickle was there and I see a guy standing there that looks like he's kind of a worker, and it's Clint Smith. And I look at his shirt and I see Clint, and I thought this guy has no idea who I am, and we just had this one email exchange that could have went could have went uh, sour quickly, but I think we we're both level-headed that we knew it it wasn't going to. But you don't know that at the time because you don't know each other. He had no idea who I was, but I asked him to take pictures of me by each driver during this VIP line. I was. 16 maybe and
2: <laughs> No, i do that for you <laughs> yeah but and uh, he did there.
1: he uh he took a picture he was like i don't know how close you can get so i literally just threw it stood in front of the table and it was my brother's uh my brother's camera maybe it was 2008 no it had to be i don't know when it was but I I could look back and check, but he took pictures of me at every single driver. He didn't have to, he wasn't there working. He was part of, he just looked like he was a worker. So I asked him to do it and he did. And I always thought that was funny that he never knew who I was. Well, here I become an announcer. He's up in the tower. And finally, one day, I think this was a few years after I started doing this. Right. And I go, Hey, uh, Hey Clint, I, uh, I was that guy who emailed you about this one certain circumstance. He goes, I know you were. I remember that. And uh, <laughs> I have a good chuckle about it every now and then, just thinking about it. But uh, getting back to it, Clint Smith has meant a lot to a lot of people at the club with the racetrack. Uh, going to be sad to see him go, but happy for him. And he's he's another guy on that list that uh, I think about often and will be thankful for for the rest of my life.
2: His wife, his wife is Jody, right? Yep. Yeah. Is she staying or is she going to go to... I so haven't she, heard
1: she actually hasn't uh worked with the club for a few years now. Um his daughter started to work with the club a little bit too, so I don't know what this what the situation will be with that if she'll continue or not. She does a great job. She started shadowing them and, and took over responsibilities a little bit this year already. Mm-hmm. So uh we'll see what happens there. But okay. yeah, I'm gonna miss uh, gonna miss Clint. But uh, you know, getting into it, uh talking about Milwaukee and that just jogged my memory there. So um, getting back to it, uh, I'll be thankful for a lot of people. Those are just three of them that I, off the top of my head off of there. Uh, that i will be thankful for, uh, Matt Panier obviously would be a fourth, uh, letting me even come up and shadow him. I wouldn't be doing it without him to start. And then other people down the line, like the other three I mentioned. So, um, but anyway, getting back to Milwaukee, um, needs to be on the schedule. It just—it was an awesome event. You heard Grant say it. Um, appreciate Grant's time again, and in Milwaukee was just a surreal moment. I learned a lot. I learned what we need to do differently. I would do a lot of things differently. So, gonna take that and and run with it.
2: Hey, but you know what? You want the definition of happiness? How about the people from Sprecher when we were down in the winter circle, and it didn't matter who won, whatever, it was their race, and I never seen so much joy that, you know, man, those people were really, really pumped about that race.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the guy, yeah. I think he uh, he hugged William Sawalich a couple times, shook his hand a couple times. Uh, I think he picked him up the a- ground. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sherrod, who's, um, with Sprecker, we met him at the press conference earlier year. I mean, he's, he's great for Sprecher, great for the sport. And yeah, man, he was happy as could be. Um, we saw the, the daughter's owner there again. Um, it, yeah, you know what? That was another thing I'll take away is how happy they were and how Victor how Lane worked, even with Grant. Um, there's a lot of people that put in a lot of work to make that thing work. And, and we got our first, first glimpse of that, uh, really close. So yeah, a lot of people put a lot of work into that.
2: And yeah, all that stuff goes on behind the scenes that the normal fan doesn't see, man. So yeah, I'm glad Right, we brought some of that out this last week. So with our stuff, so I hope everybody enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. And Hey, I want to say, uh, thank, uh, still staying on the Milwaukee road. I know we ventured off a little bit, but, um, I want to say, say, thank you to not only Sprecher, but uh clear, uh, clean Harbors, excuse me, clean harbors. Um, you know i saw um buddy judy running around on a golf cart there this weekend and i didn't get a chance to say hi cuz by the time i saw him they were gone but um they put on they you know they were the sponsor they made it kind of happen so thankful for them the victory lane was cool with the hats uh too that they put on and yep. they had the the truck cleaning truck there and all that so that was uh it was pretty cool so thanks to the to all the sponsors that made it happen those are the main Sponsors, But a lot of a lot of sponsors, a lot of people made this happen, like we've mentioned. So uh, kudos to everyone.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it's too bad I didn't see one of those hard hats laying around, man. I might have snagged one of them. That was, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look pretty cool.
1: I saw Jim put one on in the racing roundup, and I thought, dang it, I should have snagged one.
2: Yep, uh, somewhere along the line, I should have stumbled across one that was <laughs> laying around, but I didn't see one. So too bad, missed out Maybe. on that one.
1: Maybe they got some more. Maybe we'll uh, yeah. email reach out to Jim and say, "Hey, you got a few here. We'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyway, so it, know, was, uh, it
1: was it yeah, was a great weekend, are. man. It was surreal.
2: Yep, it sure was. Yeah.
1: So thanks for the work that you put in. Uh, thanks to everyone involved again, and uh, thanks to Grant for all the time uh, that he gave us and and for this podcast. So, um, yeah, we can move on.
2: All right, let's do it.
1: Let's move into the Xfinity Series at Daytona. Uh, in Stage 1, Burton, Elgeier, Anderson, Retzloff, Sieg all have to do a pass-through on lap 1 for pre-race tech.
2: Yeah, they put all their heads together, too, and they all came in at the same time so that they all got to leave at the same time, so they all had pit partners. If you do that by yourself, that's suicide.
1: Yeah. Uh, Herbst has a steering issue pretty early. Uh, he had some tough luck.
2: Yeah, he blew the whole left f- <laughs> fender off the vehicle. That was your pick, wasn't it? So unfortunately, uh, yeah, and destroyed that car right then and there.
1: Yeah, as they were coming to the stage, and Herbst uh, had a tire go down that shreds the left front fender. He was not happy. He said, "How can we bring a car like this?" And expletives were a flying.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, it's frustrating once when you don't have something. (laughs) You get your high hopes and you realize that you got a a tank for a car.
1: And I'm sure the last few weeks don't help either. I mean, they've lost a ton of points and haven't had good days at all.
2: Yeah, so this is the time you're supposed to be peaking, not uh, falling off.
1: Yep. Uh, Hill would win the stage over Creed, Chandler Smith, Moffitt, Alfredo, Hemrick, jones clements custer and Bain.
2: yeah so um no no surprise that austin hill was uh was the winner of that one he runs too good at uh, restricted play races
1: yep alfredo comes up slightly in the tribal, makes contact with jones's left front jones spins big wreck happens jones moffett sieg graff Decker, Weatherman, Haley, Mozak, Gralla, Anderson, Gannett, all involved.
2: There's your big uh, the big one right there. That wipes out half of them right there.
1: Creed would win the second stage over Hill, Custer, Sammy Smith, Hemrick, Nemechek, Bain, Kligerman, Mayer, and Chandler Smith.
2: Man, Creed, you know, that was a good race to get back to the line, but there was some blocking that was going on with like two to go. It's amazing. They just wound up another 20 of them. Um, but Creed got back to the line first with a really dandy bull, so that was good stuff.
1: Uh, Jeb would get loose after that, almost saves it, but can't. Ellis Haley Baccarella involved.
2: That's got to be something, you know. You you catch it, then you overcatch it, and you're all doing this stuff at 180 miles an hour, dude. But hey, everybody had heads up pretty much, and kind of uh, limited how many people got uh, involved with that one.
1: Yeah. Then there was contact on the restart. Bain goes into the wall. Hill, Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Mayer, Grala, Hemrick, Sammy Smith, Earnhardt, Yaley all involved.
2: Well, that's what Bain got. He blocked him. He blocked him right into the wall, and that's just that going into turn one on a restart. And so that's that's what blocking does. We know it don't work there.
1: Yeah. Pushing was happening then. Perkins gets sideways and into Williams. Williams, Nemechek, Clements, Perkins, Barry, Bain, Moffitt involved in that
2: one. Williams had all four tires off the ground after he hit the wall, so that car was airborne.
1: That was a big hit for sure. It was. Uh, Grala spins into pit lane, coming to the white, no caution. Anderson gets in the wall, coming to the checker after contact with Barry, who also spins. Elgier would take the race over Creed, Hemrick, Kligerman, Custer, Sieg, Retzloff, Alfredo, Golding, and Haley. And he, Algaier, won it over Creed by five one-thousandths of a second.
2: 0.005, right? Yeah, so (laughs) by a coat of paint. And so once again, Creed, that really would have made it season if he would have got in, but he's still pointing it. So, Um, yeah, Algaier, sure. Hey, kind of weird seeing that yellow and white and blue car. You know, Algaier, he's always... Got that uh, reddish-orange. So it was kind of different to kind of see him in the crowd. But, uh yeah, everybody saw him when he crossed the line first.
1: Yeah, you said uh, the way you said .05 was five hundreds. So I thought it was 5000 i uh, I'm going to check on that real quick. But it was super close. In fact, when they uh, when they showed it on the board, Elgier uh, questioned if he won.
2: Well, it was that close. You know, it definitely uh, had a used camera on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can find it here, but it was five thousandths or 500ths. So it was super close.
2: Yeah. So so anyway, we move on. Everybody survived Daytona there and their typical wreck fest.
1: Yeah. Uh, the points with two races remaining in the Xfinity Series, uh, Darlington and Kansas left for them. Nemechek, Hill, Allgaier, Custer, Mayer, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith, Burton all have a win, so they're locked. Barry is plus one ten, so he will be locked soon. Creed is plus sixty, Hemrick plus plus fifty-six, Kligerman plus plus twenty. He made up a lot of ground at Daytona. And then Herbst is minus twenty now. So he had a he had a decent lead, and now he's
2: negative. So I'm that's sure
1: that's where the frustration comes in.
2: That's what I was gonna say. That's where the frustration. Now you're all some you're outside looking in. So Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, the Cup Series also at Daytona on Saturday night. The Xfinity was Friday, Saturday night. Uh, Truex wins the first stage over Bell, Harvick, Gibbs, Logano, Wallace, Sindrick, Hamlin, Briscoe, and
2: Suarez. Man, did, once again blocking. It was Hamlin this time that was blocking so much. It's amazing that they got back to the to finish without a wreck.
1: Yeah. Hamlin would get a penalty for too many men over the wall that, uh, under that pit stop,
2: and Bush would. Uh, Kurt Kyle Bush got caught for speeding along with uh, the thirty-one. Hey, didn't matter. After they got going, it was five laps, and here Kyle Bush was in the top five. So, just like, how did he do that? He was <laughs> sent to the back, and five laps later, you look all set up at the TV, like, huh? He's fifth. How did he do that? So, so they not...
1: said he was speeding, but they never showed him. Coming down pit lane, so I'm questioning that.
2: Yeah, so I don't know where that all came from, where they said that he got caught speeding, but didn't matter at all. So he was back up there. He was up there all the whole rest of this race.
1: Yeah, Uh big, big wreck. Gibbs spins. Uh, I think there was slight contact from Bell. It was super close when Gibbs spins, he gets into the right rear of Blaney, who shoots hard head on into the wall. That was a massive hit, man. 16 cars involved in this incident. Sindrick, Austin Dillon, Harvick, Larson, Hamlin, Blaney, Poole, Ummendinger, Busher, Bell, Burton, Herbst, Reddick, Stenhouse, Bowman, and Gibbs all involved. I tell you what, that hit, that Blaney hit, reminded me a lot of Dale Earnhardt Sr., man.
2: Oh, yeah, it's in the same spot at the same angle. Do you see how much that wall flexed, though? It's not oh. a soft wall, remember uh, you're teaching me it's not a soft wall, but, hey,
1: superior.
2: but it's taking the percentage of that hit away that where the guys can walk away from that. I'm sure it knocked the knocked the wind out of him. So just a vicious hit. Um, but uh hey, during that whole wreck, the one guy that was all in the middle of that whole mess was Chase Elliott. And if you saw the in-car, there was cars going this way, that way, and everything, and all of a sudden cruising goes. Did you hit anything? He goes, nope. <laughs> and he was pretty much the only one that got through that mess.
1: I was sitting in the hotel watching I saw it, and I was kind of paying attention to Chase because obviously he was the big storyline throughout the weekend. And I said, he got through that, and TV didn't catch on until they came back from break and said, watch Chase out. I said, I know, I watched it, and it was uh, – I mean, it it was just, the seas just spread for him, and he thought, if he can get through that, this might be his day.
2: This would be his day if you're going to be watching cars fired across the ball this way, that way, and he never got touched at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brad Kozlowski would win the stage over Bush, Suarez, Bowman, Byron, Reddick, Elliott, Austin Dillon, Chastain, and Logano.
2: Once again, Kozlowski and that, uh, uh, um, that team man with the 17th boy they get, they're getting their act together
1: absolutely yeah rfk is uh on a hot streak here uh boy how about this one too pre spins and flips violently multiple times i can't believe the air that that car got i have i've never i mean oh gosh uh that was so scary i was almost in tears watching that because the way the safety crew was working and, and, you know, they were calling for other people and all that. You thought it was, it was going to be bad, which the incident was bad in itself. Um, but thankful that he got out. He did go to, uh, the hospital. He was released from that. So good news there. Briscoe also involved in that and the race would go in overtime.
2: So, Hey, the wheel stayed on that car. So all the tethers worked. Um, Boy, one thing that was really amazing is after it all stopped, when it finally landed and stopped on its wheels, all this like buckets of dirt and sand come out of the passenger window. So it just looked like there's, the car kind of scooped up all that sand. And I bet you that was all blowing around inside that car. Um, I bet you, yeah, that car is going to go to R&D because they are absolutely going to find out uh, just, what held up and what can be improved on that car. That was an old flip. You know, you see back in the old days, you know, the sixties and early seventies, the cars would flip like that. Um, This was wild, man. You haven't seen one of them in a long time. Um, So yeah, good thing you walked away. Once again, safety rules. Hey, you brought it up to my attention and I did not catch this at first was the safety hatch. And you know, I never saw that till after you said something to me. and I looked at going, That that hatch was open the whole time when that happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's already back at RD. Elton Sawyer said they're already going starting to go through it. Uh, and that was maybe yesterday or Monday already. So uh they're they're already going through it. So uh it, you know, as violence and everything is and we want to improve kudos to NASCAR that no one got hit in the hurt in the Blaney incident or the priest one because uh you, if someone told you that they got hurt from those two incidents, you wouldn't have been surprised. That's how violent these crashes were. So, safety's come a long way. So, kudos to them, and it'll get better after they look at uh, these cars.
2: Yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> unbelievable, man. They walk away and get back on the horse that threw them. They'll be back out there next Sunday as long as they don't—they're not concussed and you know they're alert and they can keep on going, man. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping nothing comes out because you never know a few days after, you know. You kind of wait and see what's said about it, but yeah so far. So uh Busher he goes on and wins the race. That's three of the last five going into the playoffs. So RFK is hot. Uh Busher beat his teammate Brad, Kozlowski, Almarola, Elliot, Logano, Bowman, Bush, Byron, Harvick, LaJoy, your top ten. That means there was not a new winner. So Bubba Wallace would get the last spot in the playoffs on points. So as it stands now, uh, Byron uh, is at 2036. Truex is also at 2036. And remember Truex is the regular season champion there. So Byron had a bunch of stage points to catch up to the 15 that uh, Truex was given there. Um Hamlin is at 2025, Busher 2021, Kyle Busch is at 2019, Larson 2017, Bell 2014, Chastain is eighth at 2011, uh, Brad Kozlowski 2010, Reddick 2009, Logano 2008, and Blaney 2008. That's the top 12. Uh, the last four in right now, McDowell, 2007, Stenhouse, 2005, Harvick, 2004, and Bubba Wallace at an even 2,000.
2: And we're going to the lady in black. <laughs> Let's go run 500 miles there, so that's going to make everything tip that all upside down. We'll see where it goes. Nobody's safe, man. So we've seen that before. Even if you're in first, man, it's not guaranteed.
1: Yeah, Daytona wasn't uh you know frantic enough. Let's go to one of the toughest racetracks out there, Darlington, to start the playoffs.
2: Yep, so get take a That's nap. That's, be. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, just keep bringing them along. So, yep, take a nap because it comes on at five o'clock that night. It'll be you'll still be sitting there at ten o'clock trying to get these five hundred five hundred miles in. So um love Darlington, it's my favorite.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Darlington is a good one. So the Xfinity series and Cup Series will be there, and the trucks don't race until they got a week off, and then they'll go to Kansas. Well, everything is there, ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup at Kansas in a, in a few weeks here.
2: Yep. So, yep, I, I looked into the schedule that I was questioned last The only time the Xfinity Series is off is when they're at Talladega. Otherwise, then the Xfinity Series is running just as much as the, uh, the Cup guys, and um, five races left with the Truck Series.
1: Isn't that crazy? Only five, five races left for the trucks.
2: Five races. They race at Kansas, and then they're going to lose, uh, lose two competitors.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were that close, man. That's hard to believe.
2: Yeah, it's playoff time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, do you want to go into our picks? Anything else you want to talk about?
2: Um. Just more local stuff. but We'll get after that. We'll we'll stay on the NASCAR side and we'll do our picks. Uh, you kind of stung me this week, so I got to come back and try to see if I can get back on the the Schneid here.
1: Yeah, I got you a little bit there, but uh, hey, you're you're not too far behind yet, so you'll you'll be all right.
2: Well, you get the first pick at Xfinity at Darlington, so good luck, buddy.
1: I am going to take Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) How many times did I take this guy? I got to look here. Quick. Can I use him? I could use him. I am going to take Denny Hamlin. I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin in the 19 car. I was gonna go with someone else, but I'm gonna take Hamlin in the 19. All
2: right, I'll take uh, I'll take 17 and Larson. Yeah. I'll I'll, get, I'll grab that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I might regret this one, but Hamlin I think, runs good at uh, Darlington too. And so.
2: Kyle Busch is in the 10. Yeah. So so are <laughs> neither one of us is taken Kyle. So anyway, so all right, so you're gonna run. You know that Hamlin. That's uh, you know how he gets around Darlington. That's gonna be a tough, tough one to beat. This, this tough is gonna be an again. interesting
1: one between you and I. This is gonna be one of the better ones.
2: Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, that's only a two hundred mile race, man. So bang, bang, you better get her done real fast. Yeah. yeah you bet, man. It's unbelievable. It's only a two hundred mile race, man. That's, that goes really quick there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: And then the five hundred. Well, that's a that's grueling. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I get first pick at Darlington for the Cup race, right? You do. Hey, I'm going to give you a big dose of Barton Truex. That's who I'm going to fire away with there.
1: All right, Truex. That's only your second time using him. That's impressive. It,
2: it is, and you you can't use him no more.
1: I cannot. Yeah. Um. Wait do I use do I use him here? I think. Oh, I could save them later in the year. Um
2: oh, the gonna, drama people, the drama.
1: I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take Denny Hamlin and I'm gonna that'll be the third time that I'm gonna use them. And I'm gonna take Denny Hamlin for both races.
2: Well, good luck to you. <laughs> so public enemy number one right there. So all right. I'm five behind, but I still got time. I think there's 25 races to go, so still got time.
1: Yeah. Um. Hey, you wanna you wanna go into short track a little bit more? Short track racing. I know I, we talked about uh, WIR earlier.
2: First off, yeah, I was down at Madison last uh, Friday night for the Midwest Tour down there, and turned out to be an awesome show. The trucks were there, and the race was the uh, 100 lap uh, Howie Leto. Uh, there was some really great battles, man. I thought the uh, the one nineteen of zero was gonna pull off the win at the time. And he went in the turn three and was loose in and he slid up and and he caught the uh I think he caught Johnny D or and then, uh geez the 17 of Kaler was involved and and my God, it was such an awesome race. And somehow Nason just ended up just being in the right place at the right time and won that race, man. Classic, awesome Madison race dunner. Um Another thing that I noticed this morning, uh, Beaver Dam got uh, shut down early because of a medical. Uh, Larry Richards, um, he's a icon of dirt racers, man. I used to watch him win every night when Oshkosh was going on. So uh need some prayers for him. I guess he had a medical down there, so um, so some prayers needed for him.
1: Yeah, um, I saw that too, and in, in thoughts and prayers out to him and family uh, everyone in the race can community thinking about him. So, uh, sounds like we got a little bit of good news here today, but still, uh, need prayers.
2: Yep. Yep. So been, uh, found out that out this morning and been watching that all day. So, yep. So hopefully you can hang on with our prayers and, and hopefully it'll be okay.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Hey, I want to mention something here too. it's a really, uh, cool thing, really positive thing there, which, I, it's just awesome. Um, how about Shane Barr, who's been a long team crew chief, worked with Andy Monday, uh, worked on the uh, Eggert team uh, back in the day as well, has spotted for multiple drivers down there, been a great crew member. I've known him. He graduated with my brother. I've known him for a long time. He decides that he's going to race a, a modified this year and gets it done later in the year, later in the end summer, not too long ago. And in his fifth race, he's already won a feature. How about that? Congrats, <laughs> to Shane Carter. He wants to come on, and we'll have him on here in, in a little while. But uh, that's super cool. Uh, congrats to Shane. I was so happy yeah. to hear that.
2: That was awesome, man. I just talked to him the other night. When I was at Kakana, you could just, you know, you could see the glow that you can tell he's having fun with it. But this was before the victory, man. That's uh, that's even better. So, yeah, be, you know, I'll look forward to seeing him the next time, man. We'll see how, how he feels about that
1: absolutely yeah uh as far as short track racing goes a big race down in the dells this weekend the jim Sauter classic uh so that's a that's a big event there i may head down mark i know you're heading down there so uh midwest truck series joins the midwest tour there should be an awesome event
2: yeah with the 602s on there with that 200 lap race uh it's always a classic at the dells man going to be some kind of warmer weather but it'll uh, be perfect just like uh, last of summer and then uh, don't forget Slinger has got their championship night down there on Sunday night. I'd um, <laughs> like to get over there, but ended up being too busy this this holiday weekend, so I'm not going to be able to make the Slinger race. So good luck to all the participants down there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Uh, championship battle with April and Notestad really closed up. It's 18 points going into the final week.
2: Yep, yep. So I'm paying attention to that down there to see who the best man will win that one.
1: And I forgot to mention the last uh, last year Darlington fall race winners. There, I want to mention that too. So Noel Gregson was last year's Darlington winner. He won't be in the field for Xfinity, and Eric Jones was the Southern Five Hundred winner last year. So I want to sneak that into.
0: And
2: Eric Jones always does get around Darlington. You know that t- tough old bull ring, but Eric Jones shoots. He has a way of finding his way of getting around there.
1: Absolutely. Well, buddy, any uh, final thoughts from you?
2: Nope, that's it. Uh, you know, it's uh everybody have a um, have a safe weekend. We're finishing up WIR tomorrow night, Thursday night. Um kind of bittersweet, man. All of a sudden when the summer gets going, she goes fast. And and so this will be the last night we'll be out at Kakana. So we'll make the best of that. And good luck to all of everybody who's in the championship run out there. So and we'll see you out there tomorrow night for sure
1: absolutely very bittersweet uh gonna be wrapping up my 15th season out there uh crazy you're getting
2: old thing. lauren you're getting old.
1: <laughs> yeah, getting old for sure crazy how fast the season went crazy how fast those years went uh and, you know we had we started a week earlier this year because we thought we we're going to have a week off for the fireworks convention so uh extra week and it's still just absolutely flew by so um Hope everyone enjoys the last night out there. Fan appreciation night. Come on out. Racing starts at 6.30. There will be free beer and free corn in the pits like usual. So come on out. It will be a great event, and we hope to see you out there. For uh, I I don't want to say the final time because the EVA Destruction, remember, is next Friday, September 8th. So another uh, opportunity to get yourself out at Wisconsin International Raceway. That's always a good one as well.
2: They packed the house for that one. I haven't been at that one. It, it always works with my mom's, 90, her birthday, her 90th. So it's a special weekend for us. So so we're, our family is all going to get together and celebrate uh, my mom this that following weekend. So that's why I won't be at the uh, Eve of Destruction.
1: Very good, yeah. And also the Tundra Super Late Models is over at Golden Sands on Monday. So if you can get out there, support the Tundra Series. Um, this is their second to last event, I believe. So the final will be at Marshfield on the 16th. So, uh, get out there and support the Tundra super late models.
2: That's a good idea there too. So good one there, Lauren, to pick up that one also.
1: Yep. Well, thank you to the Corp Racing and Tim for being our sponsor. Thank you to Grant Enfinger for giving us the time. Uh, it was awesome. We appreciate it so much. And Mark, thanks to you as well. And thanks everyone for listening. We hope to see you tomorrow night for Fan Appreciation Night at Wisconsin International Raceway. And, hey, we'll talk to you soon.
2: See you at the track.
1: See you there, buddy. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.